Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 14th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan! I'm doing awesome. I gotta say... Cupid Zero hit you? Hey, you look confused day. by that for a minute. I have you here in person. We're, we're together. We're in, together here in Santa we're, Monica. What, I mean, you spend a day out at Riv. How can you be in a bad mood? It was, it was great. It's 68 and sunny. It was, it was delightful. I uh, I had a great day. I got a new hat. I got I got my ball frogs hat. Uh, all is well. All black is, on black ball frogs hat. It's pretty good. I gotta say though, I'm a little worried. A little worried. Wor- worried about clubhouse. The ball frogs. You know, last week or two weeks ago, they they lose Terrell. Terrell they lose one of their players. This week, you know, I'm, Rory's walking off the range. Keegan's walking on the range. Couldn't have been more than 10 feet apart. Not even a gesture to one another. Let alone, like, you know, what I want to see out of my team. It's like two ships passing in the night. Yeah, like I, want to, yeah. I want to see some camaraderie, some hugs, you know, like it, it, this is their brother in arms. Brothers in arms. What do you think about the ball frogs to Legion 13 move? You know, is that one of those things where like you get out from under like a heat culture? Is that like I want something where you just like have to totally change your dynamic? Terrell Haddon going from ball frogs to Legion 13, immediately getting the Which the one do you think's more heat culture? <laughs> well, I, I all of this is preposterous. None of these teams have played anything prior to last week. It's ridiculous, but yes, the, the, you're worried about ball frog camaraderie, ball frog team building. I mean, locker that, room culture. That didn't look like two teammates walking got, by each other. You got it? your hat on, so I mean, you're committed. Feels like committed to the bit at this point. So, well, um, I love the hat. Like yeah, it's not. It is a good. <laughs> you were earnestly talking about the fit. I have a feeling. I will see you in this ball frog set many times over the next six to eight months as we're on the road. Yeah, I'm gonna wear this shit out. I just gotta make sure I gotta avoid like ever have using it in a sweaty situation. So you know, like black hats, you know, that's not good with sweat, right? Yeah, absolutely. so I gotta just make sure I preserve yourself. it. Make yeah. sure I keep it out of situations where it can fade. Don't want to wear that at like Pinehurst probably in June, I would say, right? In the, the hot sun of yeah, the Yeah, ball North frogs Carolina. are going to have to get me a new hat by then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a performance hat. Are you going to have yeah. multiple like performance fabric? There we go. Uh, speaking of performance fabric, Sunday Red. No, uh, my day was great. I, you know, after waking up at our Airbnb, that was 58 degrees, it improved. There you want to talk go about up. that? I mean, I don't. This is one of the most preposterous. I feel like I stare, stay in a lot of rental houses. This is one of the most preposterous things I've ever encountered. I mean, the robot toilets we had about la- complaints about last time is like child's play compared to this. Our Santa Monica Airbnb. We I mean, get it to it. Like, it's not like we 
went with like the cheapest Airbnb. No, no. right? It's a fine place. Is it? It's not. Um, it's not overly expensive or anything. It's not like Club TFE is putting us into like a mansion <laughs> here. But you know, we we get in. It's just like last night as the sun goes down, it just gets chilly in this. I house. Got, went to like forty-seven degrees last night. 48 degrees here in Los Angeles. We walk into our Airbnb. There is a lockbox on the thermostat. Like a you clear, need a, a clear plastic, clear plastic. You can see the thermostat, but you can't get to basically it. like in case of emergency break glass type thing over the thermostat. And we can't get in there unless you have the code. Like you're trying to open your locker in high school. So I send a message to the, to the guy. It's, 60 degrees and we're freezing our ass off in Los Angeles. <laughs> There's a lot of windows. So I send, I send a, a message to the guy like, hey, uh, what's the lockbox code on the thermostat? It's pretty cold in here. And I get a message back to the, the extent of, we keep a lot, we, we, you don't have access to that. We set the thermostat at a comfortable temperature. It's only one issue. It wasn't set. It wasn't <laughs> it was, even it was on. Off. It was off. It was not odd. So I'm whatever the temperature was outside was what it was going to be here. I'm going back and forth. I have an impeccable Airbnb reputation. <laughs> I need to investigate that. Yes, I, I have hosts. Seems like host, a claim that can be fact checked. I've impeccable is a relative word. Like that when I sign up, they're like, your, your Airbnb profile is incredible. You know, okay. it's a lot of years of taking good care of places in this Airbnb and uh, and this these guys are jam. This I've never. They Lock were jamming box. us. It was ridiculous. They were refusing to do it. And then What's I the think code? that one, two, three. How do you open this thing? How do we get in to set the temperature? We're freezing. So I get an automated message that was like, "Is there anything we can do to enhance your stay?" <laughs> and I said, "You know, after I've been having this back and forth, access to the thermostat <laughs> would really make this a better night." And they finally relented. Apparently, as we're going down, we got the code. Apparently, they're like, "Yeah, we had some like high heating and AC bills, but that's part of the game. <laughs> that's what we're paying for. That's you don't sign up for this I and get I'm, to dictate the temperature that people live at. Everybody lives at different temperatures. I feel like we've gotten a little too far away from hotels and have started to underrate hotels and the many conveniences of hotels. I also I. Hotels, I can go a lot of ways on hotels. Okay. It depends, certainly, on the hotel. Totally depends. All right. Right? Well, it depends on the Airbnb as well. I mean, yeah. sometimes you walk in and you, you're you just teased by a lockbox lock on the thermostat as you freeze. You know what I hate about hotels and what I why I like Airbnbs is I hate at hotels how you're held hostage to purchasing like breakfast items and like I if your room doesn't have stuff. a fridge yeah like I like the idea of being able to like set up your own I could do laundry yeah. I can do like not there are some things that I enjoy about a house I understand I think I think I've swung back to hotels being way more convenient, taking care of a lot more things. I don't know. But yes, that's our latest Airbnb 
uh, I also experience. like when we're with a group of people, like we are it's this nice. week. Have it's nice over. having a common. We might have area. friends coming over here now with Savignon Blanc for themselves. I don't know. The thermostat better be working for those, uh, you know, high maintenance folks coming over. So, uh, my day at Riviera was great. Um, I think one of the things I thought about walking off is there are there are there are massive advantages the PGA Tour has over live these days there's of course advantages live has right and they and weaknesses the tour has like the tour there's an advantage in the tour just being established like these institutional there are weaknesses but there are there's like it's like the nfl game the cowboys might be awful they might have nobody on their team but you still get a cowboys giants game and it's going to have an advantage because it's the cowboys and giants i'm not comparing the tour to like the blue chip franchise like that. But it does have um, its advantages and comforts of being on CBS, being at these recognizable stops, familiarity year over year, some history, certainly a roster of players that's not as deep as it was but has players. And Riviera feels like one of those events that is like Red Sox, Yankees, Cowboys, like it's going to be a big event. Does it, is it better if Tiger and Rory and JT and Spieth and all these players are here? Of course. Yes, it makes it better year over year. But Riviera is one of those events where you could be missing a few and you still feel like you're at something special, significant, uh, bigger. And I don't know. That's just how I felt walking off is like the tour. You didn't feel that way about Las Vegas Country Club last week. <laughs> I like I live bots will come at me but like you know we talk about context and stuff and, and like the tour just has some built-in advantages of being there for a, being around for a long time having there are there are weaknesses to being the cruise ship and there are certain advantages to being the cruise ship I it's, would say an event like this week is one of them where the like players the resort, are less important it's like golf resorts it's similar yeah. like one thing like Bandon's amazing and everything but I guarantee the Bandon looks at Pinehurst and is envious of their history, right? Like you, there's different, yeah. But then I'm sure Pinehurst looks at Bandon and is envious of like some of the new things that they do and some of the freedom of of being modern is. And I I think that is probably like an apt comparison in a way to live in the PGA Tour. Bandon right? is live. Like I think, <laughs> not it's not what I said. <laughs> But like, you know, like I think there's stuff and I think there's some realizations with the tour that they look at some of the things that Liv's done, particularly contracting players and they're like, oh God, we should have done that. You know? Yeah. Um, Do you feel like this stop is something that can survive, persist and be strong even if the roster isn't always the top notch? Yeah, I think, I mean, listen, like I think I'm a big uh, advocate of venues matter. Yeah, of course. Yep. Like if you draw up any dream schedule for the PGA tour, this is one of maybe five events that doesn't change. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you said to like, you know, gun to anybody's head at the tour, like what are, what are the things that you absolutely can't live without on the PGA tour schedule? This probably is one or two behind the players. You know what's interesting? I, I agree with you completely. What's interesting? Ten years ago, 
people would say Tory Pines probably yeah. for this spot right now. Well, it's because of Tiger. You, but yes, people would say Tory Pines. And I think John, I want to say John Merrick, I think won 2013, yeah. maybe Riviera. So that's just a random date I threw out. But not, it feels like. I think John Merrick was a Long Beach guy. It's cyclical in a way, but there are certain parts of the tour that are like institutional institutions at this point. I was talking to a player today and he was asking me about like, isn't it crazy that Tiger didn't win here? Or hasn't won here, won here. Yeah, and I was like, "Yeah, it's crazy," but he also didn't play here all the time. Like this wasn't part of the Tiger schedule, and so much of what got sensationalized in the Tiger era was the Tiger schedule. It was like its own mm -hmm. designated whatever the hell it's called. Is it designated? No signature. God, three three names in a year. Elevated, designated designated signature. signature. It's it was this almost its own signature event circuit, and I think this is like what you talked about institutions. This is where, and I I I might sound like a broken record. This is where the tour has to get to is the idea. Like I think one of the things I love about Phoenix is that we've seen this year's field was weaker than recent years because it obviously wasn't a designate, but we've seen that event really go up in level mm -hmm. in recent years. But one of the things that you've seen over like the five years is like the idea of horses for courses at that event. And it's super fun sure. to see that. Like you, you know what to expect a little bit. It's like, Oh, this guy's always in the mix here because he plays well at this course. If we can get the best, the best players in the game playing 20 events a year and having some familiar familiarity with courses with the very best players in the game playing. That is a, a really good thing for the PGA tour. Cause it builds up institutions mm -hmm. in their venues as well as the players. Right. Yep. And I think that's just, it's, I don't think this is rocket science. I know there were SSG people out, oh, out were. and about, you Walked know, by John Henry today. John Henry Red Sox. Uh, speaking of sort of, heard he's blue been chip. diving into golf media. He's, <laughs> he's, he's trying to learn learn all about golf. Someone suggested he doesn't know like a, the difference between a three wood and a four iron, basically. But he's trying to figure it out, catch up to speed. Someone, uh, a media member, suggested that. But yes, he's reading up on golf. Maybe he's listening to the podcast. <laughs> I doubt it. I hope not. Highly I hope unlikely. for his own sake. Highly unlikely. But but anyways, like when you think about like this isn't we just need the best players in the world playing great venues. And it works out in and I don't think Scottsdale's a great venue. It's got a great finish. Mm -hmm. It's got a a you know, I don't I don't think you could call the identity great after this year, but it's got an identity. Yeah. Sounds this like event's gonna... got an identity. Yeah. This event's got a great venue. And this event in recent years has drawn a great field and it's not that's why it's exciting it's why it's the like most anticipated event on the west coast swing i think pebble beach like right there like between pebble waste management here you've got like three really strong events always yep and it's like you can build off that i mean now like after that we go to like okay Bay Hill has an identity. It does. I don't know if it's a good identity. <laughs> it's strong. 
it's it a draw. Is, it is a provocative identity. <laughs> yeah. With the history now at this point. Yeah. A real history, you know. So, like, you start to, like, think about the whole tour. And it... I think what, what we're talking about, I'm just, we're, we're kind of hashing this out in real time. Is like, there are elements in pro golf where, like, money can't buy it. Maybe, maybe it can. I, it feels like it's like the Ryder Cup in a way. Like money necessarily can't buy some of the elements you might get at Riviera. Um, maybe you can wedge your way into certain venues. And I, I, this isn't like an anti-live thing. It's an anti-tour thing. Whether this purse is $20 million or $8 million or Signature or, or whatever, um, there are certain – I mean, you need big players to be there to buy in, to, to – to create that identity, create those things that, that go beyond the purse or, or make that a motivating in its bigness of any kind. But, you know, Tiger created probably most of that Bay Hill history along with Arnold Palmer. But, like, there are certain elements of, of professional golf, non-majors edition, where, like, it's important because irrespective of the money. What about the cognizant history? Cognizant, what is it? The Cognizant Classic at the Palm Beaches? Yeah. I mean, not, like that has real history, not the Cognizant <laughs> edition, but geez, like the, the venue does. Can you imagine if they could like drop the sponsor names? How much? It'd be pretty cool. History, how much more like history you could have when it's like. Is that what the SSG the L- money's for? The LA Open. Which isn't open anymore, but like <laughs> just the significance of the LA Open and how, oh, like, yeah. I, you know, it's funny. Like, I, I was talking to some people and they're like, what are you going to LA for? And I'm like, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, uh, do I say the Genesis? Do I say the LA Open? This was like a neighbor. And I said, oh, the LA Open. Yeah. It's a, you know, because it's like my neighbor's not a golf fan. I'm not going to say the Genesis. I'm not going to say, Riv, they aren't going to know what Riv is. Yeah, you know? this is probably where the tour is mucked up. Some of the ability to have like Cowboys, uh, yeah, well, you know what that means, Red Sox. Um, I, I we I get the reality of like sponsored dollars needing to needing title sponsors and all that, and that being a constantly changing environment. If they just but, had kept it as presented by, yeah, the way they they the it's funny is like, <laughs> you know, the one event that they have refused to sell the name to is the players mm-hmm. they've got a lot of brands underneath it grant thor you know all those other. but that's so much more the model than because sponsors come and go mm-hmm. as we've seen um where do you want to go do you want to get do you want to do unsubstantiated rumors? Do you want to do scuttlebutt from the ground? Should we do schedule for the week? What do you want to do next? I, I I want to talk about the the pack of pack of people around Colin Morikawa. I haven't seen an entourage that big since uh, since the show entourage. Shortly after, you got, it's much it bigger than that. Bigger than that. I I counted. I took a picture. We have pictures. Twelve, maybe thirteen folks around Colin Morikawa on the range this morning. That was kind of our first stop this morning. We went to the Riviera Range. What is going on here? I mean. He's yeah, he's a star. A lot of the stars have. I remember seeing DJ here, like same place, probably six, seven years ago, and he had seven or eight guys around him. But this was remarkable in its size—twelve, twelve people or so. 
And, it, you know, TaylorMade is a big TaylorMade contingent. Um, do we know why? Why was, ta- I mean, they had a laptop up on this like stand you'd see a musical instrument on or like sheet music on and they had a laptop. It looked very deep in the data and it felt like I, I recognized some of them seemed like TaylorMade guys, but 13 people around Colin Morikawa. Do we know why, what was going on? Do you want an unsubstantiated rumor on that? I do. I think I already have it, but yes, provide it for the listeners. Substantiated or unsubstantiated? We'll keep it unsubstantiated. (laughs) Not that it matters. Apparently, you know, there's like a lot of peer pressure. It's like kids don't do drugs, but, you know, with Colin Morikawa, he's resisting the driver change. He's resisting the new driver. He wants to stick with his sim. He doesn't want to explore the world of 10K. Yeah, he's reticent about the new driver, and then and then we kept TaylorMade doing pulling out all the stops, all the stops to get him into that that ten k or Q ten Q I ten Q I ten. Yeah, they didn't. It's not. It's not a Audi Q ten. Uh yeah. So he's playing a sim allegedly. He wants to just play. Leave me alone. Let me play my sim. I like my sim. I want to hit my sim. Uh, as allegedly the rumor. They're, tr- they're following there him to so the tenth, many of them. The tenth hole. CEO was tr- there. Yeah. Uh, Abelis is with doing Sunday Red on Monday night and doing. Uh, I don't know. He seemed like he was on the on the range or on the tenth tee. I don't know. Who knows? Do you think they're pressuring him to take? It's probably. I mean, they pay him to play the new stuffs on sale, right? I mean, I guess that makes sense in a way. But they. Had, this is where it just doesn't make any sense. Like with some of these guys, I don't know what they, I don't know what a Morikawa contract looks like. Maybe a couple million. Have you have anything? Have anything about the last few years have taught us? Every dollar matters. Yeah, that's true. Whether it makes sense well, or not, when you got an entourage that big, it's even more important, <laughs> yeah. right? Guys, it's like having a second family, <laughs> third family. <laughs> I think so. It wasn't all his folks, but yeah, that was an amusing start to the start to the week. I went and followed Tiger shortly thereafter. Looked great. Looked better than ever. Best shape of his life. I don't know. We're gonna get a lot of takes. This is what we give with Tiger: analysis and over analysis. He was in his new apparel, his Sunday red, unsubstantiated rumor. Sun day red being three words, maybe because Nike has the trademark or the, the trademark to Sunday one word. Sunday red as two word construction. So what do you think I don't of, know. What do you think of Sunday red? Uh, it d- didn't really appeal to me. That's not to say it, there's a lot of things that might not appeal to me that are massively popular, influential, and profitable. Uh, I thought I, I thought the answer for why Sunday is suddenly two words from uh the CEO was wholly unsatisfactory. This is from the New York Times. As for the space between sun and day, Mr. Abley said it was meant to underline the brand as more than a weekly fit. Quote, Sunday red is the color that Tiger has made, you know, very famous on Sundays, he said. But Mr. Woods, quote, plays golf more than just Sunday, he added. I think they had to know that question was coming. That just isn't really a profound or satisfactory answer. Why is it three words? Is it Nike as a, a, a claim to this a, a trademark on the Sunday red, the phrase? Uh, I don't know. That, 
there was a lot of coverage for it. But of course, it wasn't available. This might be the height, the peak of Sunday Red I discourse. I don't think so. I and they couldn't buy anything. I think Sunday Red's going to be a big hit. I think it's going to, I think like your dicks, your, your golf galaxy, it's just, it's going to fly off the shelves. I think people are going to buy, people are so, such tiger enthusiasts. Now, do I think it looks like a great, you know, great piece of clothing? No. They invented the cashmere hoodie. I heard that. Tiger said there's, everybody's wearing hoodies, but none of them are cashmere, aside from you know brand xyz and the others you see the that one thing what's just off center their showpiece yeah it's like how does that happen the shoes were interesting <laughs> one i was walking with one media member is a cantankerous fellow who insisted that the tailoring on his pants was way off and they had them all screwed up it, it, he's wearing the same stuff he was wearing before <laughs> i do predict you know, a lot of commentary on the logo. I I mean, I bet it becomes ubiquitous. Like oh, 10 years from now. Here's the thing I don't get, though, Andy. He's like 48 or whatever. Uh, like, guys older than us buying all this stuff? Like, he's a, he's a sensation to people who are 30 to 50? You're, are they going to buy the about, red blade collar legit, skin type? You're legitimately talking about, like, golf, like, money greatest market. rain marker rain yeah. maker yeah yeah you're you're literally it's like the people who grew up playing tiger woods video game like this is i get it but is it their sense of style anymore i don't know i mean like, i bet the logo becomes really like just another part of our lives like the tw eventually became which he guess didn't retain either i guess like the thing that i'm disappointed in is like if i compare this like Tiger Woods is the Michael Jordan of golf. Uh-huh. And if I compare this to Jordan Brand, it's like, this is like shit. <laughs> and I, like, I'm sorry, but like, oh it's God. just like not, it's just not on like the same well, level. There's no like, I mean, the other thing is like, he's out from under the, the warm embrace and cloak of like, I mean, whatever you think of Nike, their clothes, their shoes, whatever, like, they are marketing geniuses and have had 50, 60 years lock stock, lock that up. And like, that's not there anymore. It didn't seem like it was super prevalent in the unveiling deal. And so like you have Whedon Kennedy, right? Or Wyden Kennedy, however you pronounce it, like the all time legendary ad agency. Like they had a lot of muscle. That's not that I get TaylorMade's a massive corporation. This also appears to be under TaylorMade too. Um, you know that that could change things, but yes, it. it <laughs> if you're doing a one to one comparison to Jordan Brand, I, I think you're that's going to fall in favor of Jordan Brand. So, um, what else from the ground? What are, are you excited to watch Charlie Hoffman this week? I'm thrilled. Runner up, finish. One of the hottest players on tour. I've, I want him to play his ass off and be in contention and just, just jam you again. I, I know Listen, your take will I want, still be fresh. I feel like people, I got some people coming after me about my take. He's off with Bo Hostler and Ben I want to. I want to just clarify. You don't need to clarify anything. I had no. I enjoyed. I enjoyed watching Charlie Hoffman play golf on the weekend. I enjoyed watching it. I was. 
I have a problem with the foundation, the whole idea and concept of why he was in the field last week and how that could propel him into the stratosphere of golf that he didn't earn himself into. Does that make sense? I got I I understand your take completely. I thought it was a little weird. I, it wasn't weird, but to say this guy has no place here when he was just like five minutes after he almost won the event, there was like a logical. Sort I just of think that there. of of the players in the field, like the fact that like the guy that finished number five on the Corn Ferry Tour wasn't in the event. And Charlie Hoffman was, even though he's been dog shit for three years, is what my problem was. Does that that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like the guy that has played really good golf mm-hmm. and deserves to be in the field isn't, and he's playing on this bullshit exem- exemption. And I like that he's in this field based off of like, oh, he's played really well and he got into this field. I like that. But the shaky part of it is like he's built on a shitty foundation of why he played well was he played well because he's got all these parachutes to fall back onto. And there's no way if you've been on the tour for 10 years, it's almost impossible to get off the tour. You can't. I heard a story today about somebody playing like oh, might be that playing, was a great story. Might be playing the Zurich with a guy to get to 600 events it hasn't played a tour event it's like wait what's going on here great that was a uh, great story hopefully that comes to fruition because that will give us some grist for the mill come zurich classic week i got Um, i got i got to hang out with my my pxg troops today you did yeah i got to meet the pxg tour guy really yeah i saluted him Did you really give him a salute? No, that would be hilarious. <laughs> You're in the infantry. You are a troop yourself. Um, yeah, it was it. Look, oh, whatever. We don't need to get into the Hoffman stuff again. But yeah, what I want to know. Interesting question is: Does the career money exemption that has to shift? Right. I mean, we just talked about Sam Ryder getting six figures for a T31. Where does what is the threshold well, th- for this? Career? Is this is the thing. There's all these long-term implications of all these massive changes that haven't been thought out at all. Let's just talk about the PGA Tour's expert modelers. It's tracking so far, no? No, one player. One player is supposed to churn out right now. Would you have it with you? Monday Q tweeted it. Rob Opez. <laughs> yeah, Rob Opez. He does a lot of the he's He's been all over this. Yeah. yeah. It's the, the churn rate is like nothing right now. Well, that, that was a year-over-year year churn rate, right, that they were projecting? Wasn't it supposed to not, not every three events or four Here events? Here we go. Here we go. PGA Tour expected at least a 32 to 36% churn, a turnover in the top 50. That's that's for the end of the year. Huh. So what are we? I think it's tracking. I think it we're is on maybe track. Tracking. Yeah, I mean, it is tracking. I think it's tracking. Their their models have been on. You know, they forecasted the weather well so far. I think is what I what I read. So, all right. Um, it one is model. tracking well. I thought it was like one guy. 
If you were, early, I think I got a message from Rob that was early on. It was it was, very low. It was more volatile or less volatile than yeah. I anticipated. Um, one thing that's not volatile this week for us is our skincare skincare routine. We are back for another year with Ors and Alps. We've our lauded friends. what's that? Our friends, our friends, the Ors and the Alps. Ors and Alps are good friends. Um, We've been locked in with that. Like, look, this these were products we had already. Then they came on. Like, can we sponsor? It's like, please, yes, uh, happy to. These are products we use. You use we use talked about the sunscreen and all that stuff. Obviously, maybe sunscreen less in season now. Uh, I use the all their stuff, the body wash, the eye stick. I'll do that. One thing I want to talk about. Time is of the essence for me, right? I mean, I'm not going to sit there like you know, maybe your significant other and do a whole like skincare routine, wash, moisturize, all this stuff for 20 minutes in front of the mirror. They have this charcoal solid face stick thing. And it's just like, you're putting eye black on for the football game or whatever. You just go boom, 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 boom. And just, and you rub it and wash it off. You send a picture of you and I will happily do that. I don't know if that was part of the ad deal, but I will happily do that. It's like charcoal face stick. I would have, I would, you know, I don't want, if it's an easy, convenient way to add to your routine, I would jump in on that stuff. You know what I, uh, I love that that I got is the travel uh, shampoo. Yeah. So, like, my wife is, like, super into, like, all the chemicals and stuff. Not having the chemicals. Yeah. She's like, very vigilant about that stuff. Extraordinary. Reading the packaging. Vigilant. I mean, yeah. I'm afraid to buy anything. At the I was store. worried when you first had your, your daughter that you were going to be in cloth diapers. Thought you were going that route forever. Well, we bought them. I know. I would, your wife is vigilant. She's... She's she is, and this stuff checks out. But anyways, they sent uh, they they sent me a little like the travel stuff. Yep. The travel side Kit. stuff. Yep. Yep. And I, it was I we're in this rental, and I you know I thought about how stingy these guys are that are renting this place <laughs> with the uh, with the. With travel the, pack j- just with the you know the heat and cooling like yeah, they're not giving me access Thermos. to this. I got in the shower this morning and I, I had my travel stuff and I looked at the shampoo and the, the stuff they provide and I thought, you know, I bet there's a lot of bad shit in there. <laughs> you know what? There's no bad stuff in this stuff. It's, it's Mrs. Fried Egg approved, which I can tell you is like this most stringent approval of all time. It was fun. I cannot tell you how many things I bring home that my wife's like, why did you buy that? And it's like, I know that she's going to say this, and I'm doing my best to find stuff that doesn't evoke this type of so reaction. So this is my, Mrs. Friedegg approved. This is, she's read this the labels. This stuff is yeah. like, she, is, she has looked it up on these, these dark websites that she has <laughs> that give, give these clean scores. Oh, my God. This shit's good shit, okay? Uh, <laughs> more appropriate messaging, I suppose, is it was founded by two women with outdoorsy husbands. Uh, they know sun, sweat, wind, and pollution can damage your skin. Every option was too expensive, full of, full of chemicals, or just plain inconvenient. I love, I, I love this stuff. Like honestly, soup to nuts, everything. That's no BS. Not just because I sponsor. Like I was all in on the sunscreen, and now I'm all in on some of the the face washes, body washes, 
um, and the travel pack. So oarsandalps.com. Use the promo code SHOTGUN15. They're setting you up with 15% off when you use the promo code SHOTGUN15. You go to oarsandalps.com slash shotgun start. That's oarsandalps.com slash shotgun start. Use the promo code SHOTGUN15. Peruse around, jump around, do skincare, sunscreen, whatever you want. Uh, it's a great, great partner. We love having them aboard. All right, let's jump into uh, our schedule for the week. We have the Genesis Invitational, as we noted. 80 players in the field. There is a cut, Andy. There is a cut this week. Uh, I think they're doing 10-shot rule, right? Top 50 and 10-shot rule. Similar to kind of a master's rubric there for the cut. But only, is it 70 in the field or 80 in the field? I think it's only 70, right? It's kind of nice this year with the tee times. Really, Usually they're going off at 6.30 and all that local, but it, but it's really condensed. Uh, Riviera Country Club. Tiger is, is making his season debut here. Um, it's Thursday, 48 on Golf Channel. Then Saturday, 3 to 7 CBS with a 6.30 Sunday finish on CBS. Is this our event of the week? Yeah. Genesis Invitational. Yeah. In the field, notables Burns, Cantlay, Clark, McElroy, Morikawa, Shoffley, Scheffler, Spieth, JT, and Tiger. A lot of uh, stars are out, even though some have gone to live. This is a solid, solid roster. Uh, any tee times jump out to you? Tiger is playing with JT and Gary Woodland. Uh, that's kind of become a historic doesn't he, doesn't J- he call, Tiger and JT. Doesn't he call Woodland Woody? Isn't that his nickname for him? Yeah, I mean, that's probably a good guess if it's not. Well, it's usually Rory. I'm surprised Rory's not in there. Rory has been in that. What? It's Rory, JT, when Tiger. he got the boot? He's he's in the afternoon wave with Wyndham Clark and Max Homa. Um, or they probably wanted to split it. Yeah, probably put one early, one late, and the other. Spieth is with Cantlay and Tom Kim. So, again, some good. Uh, your boy, Illinois' own Nick Hardy drew uh, Ludwig. So that's a good one. Good yeah. tea time. Could follow that. See there. a couple, you know, couple dominant college players. One there. group behind Tiger there in the morning. So I just, I don't, I mean, I know you love the whole open history of it. I mean, it's pretty nice having a nice, tight, lean and mean tea sheet. You know what? I've been and told. And there is a cut. I've been told by many people that this is going to be the one that, this is going to be the event that changes my belief on pace of play. There, so we'll see. There's uh, something to watch. It's a storyline to watch. Still threesomes, right? I mean, I'm in on the, on the, on the Todd T type. Everybody's off one. Oh, look at this. We have a, uh, we have a guest. It's Hurricane <laughs> Shane Bacon Hurricane from the original. Hurricane Shane Bacon's in here. Watch the dog parts get here. Dogs nipping at your heels. Oh, Zella Torres is in here. Yeah, of course. Of course. You know what? I wanted to talk about Zella Torres. You know, the thing that this equity grant thing, he's an example of a guy, if they use the FedEx Cup, that gets jammed. Because he was third, and they injured his back. And he bounced to 30th. Yeah, that is such a peripheral concern. You're so worried about the equity via FedEx Cup finish the distribution so uh anything about the course jump out to you well they we got were, they got two two new two greens new green, not, i mean new sod they yeah. ripped the sod off and put sod down on 10 and 15 soften soften the really the front of 10 and the back of 15 and it's really just i think there were good changes um i i, I cringe a little bit with 15 that's just kind of like a green speeds thing um 
And they did. I was surprised they didn't expand it at all because it seems like that green should go. That green should get a little bigger. Um, but the uh, yeah, I mean, the back pin on fifteen is one of the best pins on the course, and they haven't really been able to use it uh-huh. in recent years. That's like it's just such a great pin back there, and obviously the front pin on ten is so fun. That's the only time it's like really a drivable hole, and that hasn't been available. So. Yeah. I think a good change, especially on 10, it'll make the hole a little bit more fun. Yeah. We were told, you know, it got 10 inches of rain or whatever they did last weekend. Player, player, some early player feedback was the greens were not super soft. Multiple players. Yeah. They were not super soft. Um, fairways are still a little, probably a little uh, receptive and soft. Yeah. But yeah, it, you know, it looks like Sunday Just can like get that, a little. Just like that, bacon's gone. Where are they going? Going outside, hanging They're out? They're going to talk. All know. right. Um, so, yeah, the, the course does – I mean, do we need – like, the, does the course need another breakdown? We've done this podcast for six years. Like, we have a lot of – like, could there be things that could be improved about Riviera? Yes, of course. Um, but as far – like, we're working within a PGA Tour universe here. Um, it's awesome. There's so many great holes. It's It has that sort of – year-over-year familiarity it's kind of the opposite for me of like tory pines or firestone or just for me like someone who's i'm obviously more than a casual viewer like and and i've watched this tour for religiously for a long time but where like you have that year-over-year context for each hole you remember each hole there's a lot of unique uh standouts throughout the front nine and certainly the back nine that's just what i like about it is like i know that's five i know that's four i know you know what holes you know 11 and and all the you know 15 you just kind of have a little bit of that familiarity with so much of this course what are you giggling uh, about over there just you know just giggling about uh, trying to i'm trying to schedule i'm scheduling a, a radio hit with my hometown radio station radio station i grew up listening okay. to so i'm just trying to all right trying to you now the listeners know you're locked in here focus well i'm just i got i got people pulling at pulling at from different angles here okay how about this kevin this lukeless jj spawn kevin you pairing do you think a lot of people are going to be out there watching it a couple groups after the the jt tiger group I don't think that that will be drawing massive numbers. I'll tell you what, like Nick Dunlap played bad at at Pebble. Dunlap. There's, there's no Dunlap hype now. It well, the guy won like yeah. four weeks ago as Turned an amateur. Pro. He's just Made like dead dead in the water. Yep. Yep. Anything else from the golf course? We, we kind of hit on that. God, I mean, everybody what a, knows what, what a tough. Join Club TFE. Guy, watch guy your everything. Joins, the guys, your newcomer joins joins the Who's tour, and they put him in a pair of twosome with Grayson Murray for two days. Pack member Grayson Murray. Oh, pack meeting tonight. Uh, yeah, and maybe a board meeting too. <laughs> maybe a board meeting. What's going on with the pack? Do we know? Who knows? Trying to figure it out. They've got the SSG money. Not sure they even know what it means or how it'll work, but they have it. Seems like a lot of players don't understand what equity is. <laughs> like, don't have like a basic understanding no. of equity. No, they don't. They don't. I. No. I don't mean don't mean to talk down at all. No, like, of course not. 
There's also like, an issue of like... You could also just like read... You could Google like, what is equity? <laughs> and like read a little about it. One thing I heard like four or five times a day is there's also this whole issue of like, whatever amount of equity, like for some of these guys, it's just like, wait, but Liv could just put like, sign a contract for 70 million up front or whatever 30 or 100 or whatever it is like the yeah the, it's still not getting you all the way so i i don't know it's it's interesting that some of them don't know what it means but um continuing on with our schedule for the week another historic event the 37th edition of the chubb classic on the champions tour it's a tiburon black course in naples hey, um, i wanted ahead. to bring something up can yeah. we talk about um way Ding, Wenyang Ding, yeah, Wenyang Ding, yeah, crushing it, Arizona State at the from yeah. like event of the week last week, yep. the, um, Amir Ari, yep. What did he win by? Uh, like eight? Yeah. yeah, I think he's had a scoring record maybe for Arizona State or something. So this guy, yeah. this guy could be, yeah, We're he had a great amateur year last star. year. He's a freshman at yep. Arizona State. Name. Just like name to watch. I know like people that are super into am golf are probably going to roll their eyes. Yeah. But course. like, I think like a lot of people that listen to this podcast probably don't know the ends of that. But like this guy could be. He's a I big mean, guy, right? He's yeah. Big rips it. He's from China. Yep. He could just be like a mass. You know, you talk about like ways to grow the game and. The, mm, maybe. Yeah. I mean, like that's just a. Yeah. Isn't golf sometimes illegal in china depending I, uh, on the, I don't know the how year of the day works um yeah could be a grow the game potential there uh champions tour yeah that's the chubb classic in naples purse is 1.8 million you've got the alker boy couples daily l's harrington leonard montgomery stricker and mike weir that is on golf channel that's our schedule for the week just those two events obviously i'll have espn plus going with the with the featured groups but again tea time starting a little later this week um what else we got any other scuttlebutt you want to get through? Unsubstantiated rumors, things like that. Phoenix Open, there's a follow-up from uh, the uh, tournament director there saying Saturday will be, Saturday at Phoenix this year will make us better. It will be a watershed moment and we will learn from to jump this. out from the, we will from learn the cooking from influencing. Yeah. <laughs> make a statement. Chance Cosby, three pieces of pecan. Uh, pecan. We want some pretty good unsubstantiated rumors too. Seems like AK is the Anthony Kim thing is uh, he might be ramping up. Seems like he might be playing some golf in Palm Springs area, uh, playing golf with coaches. His uh, maybe a, a putting coach that Matt Killen, you know, who's coached had a had a cup of coffee with Tiger. Obviously JT, he might be involved, and then his longtime coach, uh, I think it's Adam Schreiber. Uh, apparently, he's been playing pretty consistently in uh, in the Palm Springs area and. Uh, Seems like he maybe headed to live. Seems like live would be the destination if he he were to return for whatever amount of money is reported. I feel like we'll be over overshooting it. Is that how is that where we're at somewhere with these live? Like we throw out these numbers and he went for five hundred million dollars, and then there's probably like they get out there and it's just not maybe I heard what's I, in the fine print. I heard from multiple sources that the, the ROM deal was less than you would think. And that's not to say it's small. Yeah. These guys are doing well, but like people just start tweeting and, and then speculating I, on crazy. Like I heard numbers. the Hatton deal was a lot because ROM demanded Hatton. Okay. 
right? Interesting. So like the hat and the number got reached yeah. that was like because that was the guy that Rom really wanted. So it's I think these deals like if you're just random Joe like you know uh, I let's just use an example who's a player that we can use it let's just say Marunk who just you know had some interesting comments about going god he's so mad about the Ryder Cup well I uh, no I'm not saying they're unjust it's illegitimate feelings you know, Big Shot Bob took his spot. Hoygaard took his spot is what they thought, right? But, Wasn't Lud- it? Ludwig. Yeah, yeah. Could be any of them. But yes, he seemed really sort of melancholy about that. He's like, I'm never going to let somebody else decide for me again. I think like his negotiation looks a lot different than someone like Hatton who, you know, they signed Rom. The last thing they wanted was Rom mad. You know, Rom had to get one of one of the guys you know, mm-hmm. and that's why Hatton's number got inflated up, right? Right. But like, I think a lot of these guys are are still. So many of these guys have taken meetings. Yeah, and I think I would love at some point the what, list. Some point, I just would love to know what all the players demanded because I would love to hear That'd like be so good. <laughs> JT posts and asked for fifty million. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that would be Brian Gay wanted seventy five million. Yeah, it would just be amazing to see who <laughs> asked for the most preposterous sum of money given their like standing in the game. Ah, uh, I don't know. Walking around, it feels like God. It feels like nothing's settled still. No. feels like the board is maybe not have... Uh, the board doesn't seem to be moving all in the same direction. It feels like the SSG thing barely got across the finish line. And I don't by think what means, I don't know. It, it feels like Yasser like, wants this shit to end too. It sounds like the, a lot of the board doesn't understand how equity works. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not true. That's that's overstating it. It is oversimplifying they, it. I'm sure they know how it works. They know how it works. They're fine. Do you have a one and done pick for Genesis oh, Riviera? Shit. We need to get one in. Who are you there. taking? I think I'm going to take um, Colin Morikow and his sim. Uh, I think I'm going to take Max Homa. Does that just make too much sense? Is that too I chalky? Like that. I went I like Martin Laird pick. last week. How did I he end up? Laird? Yeah. I, he tumbled. I think... I think the Saturday crowd put the desert fox and kind of scared him into his hole. He went down in his fox hole. Foxes are smart. He was he was cooking. He was in the top ten or so for the first two days. The desert fox. And then he ended up like T sixty or something like that. So I'm gonna go Max Homa. Obviously, horse for course. Motivated to play well here every year. Paul, I hear. I heard. This is just you know. I pay attention to who Paulie's picking. But I heard, uh, I got a text from like an unsolicited text that said that Polly is red, scorching hot. And we need to be talking about this, yes, right? We, we need to be We talking. don't talk enough about Polly right. hitting, people are making money following Paul. He's on JT, Cantley, and, and Homa this week. He says this is a great low, buy low spot for Homa. Okay. So he's, he's on those. But anyways, 
you read his whole explanation, you could start to formulate off that. But he's hot. So gambling pod here. Who do you like? Listen, a lot of money's up for grabs. Twenty million. I'm gonna take Cantley. I'm gonna God. You know why? Why? I think he's he's more this could be why he plays well in big money events. Maybe not majors. There's money on the line. Yeah, money more the you know. That's what motivated him to play well with Wyndham Clark in that Ryder Cup match. Apparently, their little money game on the side. All right, so. I got to take my. I'm making my picks here. You're locking in Cantlay. I'm locking in Cantlay. All right, that does it. I think for this Wednesday. Anything else you want to get off your chest on the ground? We're going to be back on the ground next few days. Gather a lot more intel. Um, but yeah, it's been interesting to see it feels like a tour that's maybe still trying to find its way but this this i mean my my hope the weather holds off is that the golf kind of becomes you remember that last year andy that like thursday night it was just kind of like really cool yeah to like even watch a thursday night golf round with tiger playing well and and rory and jt making a bunch of birdies it was like cool and it feels like maybe we'll have a week of that where it's it's actually fun to watch golf again so it's um, i think like the best events that's what happens over the last three years of this bullshit we've been dealing with with as a pro golf fan yeah is that the best events the majors um genesis has has done that rise above that and you get to watch golf and you kind of forget about it it's the ones that you know the mediocre events where it's like that's more of the story yep all right everyone enjoy your wednesdays we'll be back with you on Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday episode. Thanks. Hey, to, go one ahead. last thing. Yeah, you know what season is now that the now now that the the Super Bowl is over. Season of championships. What is it? It's, it's Bears draft season. Okay. Now the Bears run the NFL. They kind of do have the the conch the conch shell right now, right? Yeah. You have, They're on the clock. Yeah, you're on the clock. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll have many time, much time to dissect that. Uh, did you see, speaking of that Drake May video at Live with Phil Mickelson? No. Drake May is the most country bumpkin mf I've ever seen. I don't mean that as a derogatory. He was so enthusiastic. He's like, Phil, Phil. He was hilarious. I had never heard him speak, but I, know, he may be coming to my Washington Commanders, my, my local team. We'll I'm, see. I, you know, I just wish if Drake May didn't go to North Carolina, I feel like um, there is, you know, if Drake May doesn't go to North Carolina, there's a world where, you know, we could be clamoring for Drake May, but the Bears fans, I don't think we can do another North Carolina quarterback after Mitch. Like we can't no. draft. Well, that's what if they traded back, like the, apparently the commanders really want Caleb, right? Same issue if, with the commanders go for Sam Howell to Drake May. North Carolina quarterbacks are, uh, well, this is the thing. Think of, imagine the Bears picking a second North Carolina quarterback second in the I draft. I understand. Yeah. Even though it seems like total from correlation, all, from all intensive purposes, not, I've watched some Drake. May. I'm not an expert. Looks he looks good. like the furthest thing from Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what's the plural of moose? Moose. I moose? learned. Did somebody say mooses on the last podcast? We were getting <laughs> that was me. That's that me. All right, everyone, enjoy your Wednesday. We'll be back. Thank you for your continued support. Honestly, we had a. Had some people say hi and all that stuff today, and I don't know. It's just it's ridiculous that anyone gives a shit about this podcast, and we are grateful for it. So uh, we will be back with you on Friday.